0: Blog Talk Radio. 350, big 350 in the house, Oscar Lopez going solo today, Uh, but we are going to have a great time with LFL legendary quarterback, Michelle Angel in the house to celebrate our big 350 today. We're also going to be talking college football, NFL week 13 with the excitement that happened this weekend, close games, uh, Minnesota against Jacksonville, we had Oakland and the Jets as a surprise game, the Rams over the arizona cardinals we had the big surprise as new england completely uh just devoured the chargers uh indy against houston we talked about that last week about a good clash philadelphia uh green bay against philly and then we have the news that came out just uh uh, recently a couple hours ago jalen hurts will be replacing carson wentz in philadelphia so um that's kind of interesting there. And the surprise rise of the New York Giants. So we'll be talking about that uh, in the NFL Notes recap. And then we'll preview week 14 coming up here. Uh, we also have a game tonight, a Ravens-Dallas. The last I checked, I believe Dallas was up almost 10-7. to 7. Um, So we'll keep tabs on that, the results, and update that at the Hub, also on Twitter. So it's going to be a great, great time. Uh, we should be here probably for about an hour or so, and we'll dive into that. Plus, we have uh, the Australia scene in Gridiron West, Gridiron New South Wales, as, as well as the Sun Bowl Championship coming up here in Gridiron, Queensland. So a really, really good hour and a half of the Gridiron Blitz. Uh, I want to thank everybody for subscribing to our podcast. Uh, if you guys follow me on, on Facebook, uh, I did my, you know, my thank you post for uh, getting us here for three fifty. Uh, It's a big accomplishment for us, especially when it comes to women's tackle football, because there is no other outlet uh, that I am aware of that has done this consistently for 10 years to bring attention and uh, awareness to the sport in terms of news articles and bringing just a a focus to the sport. So, uh, you know, it's been a a journey for me to start this. Um, It's, it was never to be this way. Uh, It's kind of surprising in that way, I guess, because it, It was just something I ran with, and because I love the sport and I also love the athletes that play the sport, um, it's become kind of my livelihood uh, just to bring attention to the sport. And now we're at another level, 2021. uh, Hopefully with COVID-19 out of the way, uh, we're going to have a great 2021 season in terms of women's tackle football in the United States, primarily with the WNFC, the kickoff of the WFLA, uh, WFA, uh, the intense eight IWFA X league as well. So there's a lot of excitement going to the next spring and it's going to be here before we know it. it's going to be here. Like within 90 days, almost 180 days from today, we will have kickoff in all those leagues in the United States. And like I said, hopefully uh, with the COVID vaccine on its way here this month and into January um, you know, God willing we will have basically virus free You know, situation where we can go ahead and open up uh, a lot of things, including the sports avenue and sports adventures uh, that everybody's craving for, especially, you know, for us in women's tackle football. We really uh, need to just, you know, bring this sport to light and give us an opportunity to do that. On top of that, we have NIA uh, college um, flag football that's going to kick off, too. So a lot of excitement for 2021. And Like I said, the big 350 today for us really, really important. Uh, I want to just uh, you know reiterate, like I said on my uh, Facebook post, um, you know, if it wasn't for BJ Coletta, I would not be here. If it wasn't for BJ Coletta, I would not have been inducted into the into the Women's uh, Football Hall of Fame. And if it wasn't for Erica Lynn Anderson, Eric Brown, and Keshi Free, Troy Wilson, Louise Bean, uh, Holly Custis, and uh, Nate Ward, and Mackenzie Brooks. Uh, this podcast would not be alive today. And then ultimately, my partnerships with a lot of great people uh, on the outside of the podcast, which is Zazzle.com. Primarily, Zazzle.com was our sponsor for almost 10 years. Uh, They're the ones that that power the No Joke Football Shop, the brand shop that brings attention to women's tackle football for us uh, and to all the athletes that we uh, are supporting at No Joke Football on Instagram, at uh, No Joke Football on Facebook. And on top of that, uh this is our brand new sponsor brand new platform uh nfl players behind it with a lot of pull on it um so it's been great a relationship so far in the short term that we've had MonkeyKnifeFight.com. so you guys can head over there today or this weekend as the new games start um you can use our code njf and go to MonkeyKnifeFight.com, and you get a 100 percent match up to $50 minimum of $10 And support that. So without Monkey Knife 5 and Zazzle prior to this, we would not be on the air because it takes money and time and it takes uh, commitment. And uh, we're grateful for those two organizations that believed in bringing attention and awareness to women's tackle football. So, you know, if you haven't head over there to Zazzle at our shop to buy something, head on over there, uh, pick out a tank, tea, legging, capris, gifts. If you don't see anything there, obviously you can go to the Zazzle shop. They have thousands of stuff that are featured at Zazzle.com. And then if you want to take advantage of the um, daily fantasy uh, platform that is Mike and I fight go there too, as well. And on top of that, you know, block talk radio, we've been here on block talk radio for 10 years. It's been a very exciting journey for us to be on block talk radio branched out from block talk radio. We ended up branching out to obviously the, the various platforms, the biggest platforms uh, that have listenership, which is Apple, Uh, iHeart and Spotify, and we're doing very well in bringing attention to the sport. So um, for with everybody that's come on board with me, supports me and helps me out and keeps the podcast interesting, obviously, number one. Number two, brings attention to the sport. And then the partnerships that we've built outside of the podcast platform, which is on the hub at facebook.com, forward slash Cardano Beauties, at Twitter, at Instagram, Uh, all those platforms have also driven us to a point where people are, uh, now understand that women's tackle football does exist. And it's an opportunity for us to, uh, um, you know, embark on a new journey, a new era in women's tackle football uh, 2021. She'll be that new journey. Uh, the WFLA promises to pay players to play. Uh, we will see what that comes about. That is their promise. That was their uh, game plan from the beginning of last year now into the spring of 2021. So all, all of us are excited to come that be a reality. We also have the IWFA out of Texas, who's going to pay to pay the players as well on the uh, eight versus eight arena style play. And that's also kind of like never happened before. So two leagues on different platforms on the 11s and on the eights are going to just pay the players. And that's going to be a really historic moment for uh, women's tackle football and women's sports in general. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. A lot of deserving players need to get paid. There's so many talented players, uh, including our guest that we're going to have here in a couple minutes, which is, uh, you know, uh, Michelle Angel. So um, if you guys haven't followed us, go ahead and follow us at uh, on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash grand on Instagram at Great Iron Beauties or at No Joke Football, on Twitter both uh, at Great Iron Beauty or on uh, No Joke Football. So let's go into the college scene here before we bring in uh, Michelle Angel. In the house here, so um, uh, Notre Dame uh, reached a new level of security on Saturday with a 45-21 win over Syracuse, and that no other team in the top six of the of the college playoff uh, rankings can claim that yet. Uh, with their win, the Irish are 10-0, ensured that they will have a maximum of one loss when the College Football Playoff Selection Committee reveals its final choices on December 20th. And that's because uh, the only game left on the Notre Dame schedule is now a rematch with number three, Clemson, who will, uh, who, who they beat last month in the ACC title game, number one, Alabama, and number four, Ohio state are also undefeated, but each have a regular season game left in addition to games during the conference championship week. So while number three, Clemson, number five, Texas and number six, Florida, each already have a loss. The Aggies are, were the only team among the top six to truly be challenged on Saturday. Uh, but they rose to the occasion against Auburn in a 31-20 victory by scoring 17 unanswered points to close the game out. So Texas A&M racked up about 500 yards of total offense, including 330 on the ground as it improved to 7-1 with games against uh, Old Miss and Tennessee still ahead as um, they raced for the college football playoff positioning. Uh, grinds in mid-December as we talked about Holly with Holly Custis last week it's going to be interesting to see how the committee uh, shifts and puts certain people certain teams in place and what the top 10 is going to look like including the top five it's really really interesting so some of the games this weekend uh number five Texas AM and 31 Auburn 20 number four Ohio State 52 Michigan State 12 uh number two Notre Dame as we just said 45 to 21 over Syracuse uh, number six Florida, 31 10, uh, 19 versus Tennessee. Uh, Indiana has been coming on strong the last uh, three weeks or so and uh, they've shown a, a different type of team that they had shown in the past in their, in their program. So Indiana 14 to 6 over Wisconsin. And then you had number nine Iowa 42 uh, to 6 over West Virginia. number 18 coastal Carolina, 22. Uh, Norton uh, number 13 BYU 17 and that was kind of a shocker in a way because BYU was really on a hot streak and that's one of the knocks that people have about BYU is that can they beat the ACC or the SEC teams and that's that's not the case when it actually goes competitive to comp- competition to competition so here's another example of why maybe they don't get the respect uh, in terms of the college football playoffs committee you know the nod to get ranked higher at this point, even on the national ratings on the AP polls and, and the coaches polls. So um, kind of interesting to see that, but coastal Carolina, number 18 does take care of number 13 BYU. So uh, BYU has to earn, I guess that, you know, almost close to top 10 um, ranking. And here we are, they do not, they get edged uh, by coastal Carolina. So uh, number three, Clemson, 45 to 10 over Virginia tech, number one, Alabama, they just romped over LSU 55 to 17. Uh, there was just no competition there at all. Number 11, Oklahoma, 27, Baylor, 14, and then number 10, Miami, um, 48 to zero. So that's some of the uh, scores that we had coming up here. So tomorrow, um, I think tomorrow is going to be coastal coastal Carolina. We'll, uh, we'll see if they, if they get into the top 10 as we come up to week 14, um, into into the into the program here um we also have situations where we're going to end up seeing who will drop to number 10 uh five who will be in the five to five to ten range that was an interesting conversation we had last week as well um, so we're going to find out right now in terms of who's going to be in that race um and who's going to be you know left out in terms of the top 20 because of the, the way the scheduling is the way the COVID is uh, the way the c- games are being canceled uh, it makes it really hard to kind of figure out who's clear-cut, who's going to make the playoffs, and who's not. So um, we'll we'll find out in, in terms of what's going to happen uh, down the road here. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the college football playoff committee, how the AP and the rankings, uh, you know, in terms of the major outlets, really break down the college season this year. Now, middle of December, uh, by the end of December, we should know exactly you know, what's going to happen at this point and, you know, what, who's, who's going to take on who and what the bowl situation is going to look like for bowl games, in, in other words. Um, but uh, interesting for the college season as well in terms of what's going to happen there. But, uh, you know, it's been a, it's been a kind of a, like an up and down year in terms of the college scene. And we've been covering it. If you guys have been, uh, you know, listening to us, uh, Holly Custer has been doing a great job breaking it down to uh, breaking it down for us week to week. Um, but at this point, it's it's been kind of hit and miss at this, you know, in, in this in this sense. So uh, Alabama defeated uh, LSU, so they get their revenge tour rules, uh, and, and then Notre Dame, like I said, 10 and 0, um, so they're they're in that mode. Uh, number three, Clemson, 9 and 1. Ohio State, 5 and 0. Texas A&M, 7 and 1. Florida, 8 and 1. Number seven, uh, Cincinnati. So the Bearcats were off week 14, and they return to action this, uh, this coming Saturday at Tulsa. So we will see, um, you know, if, if that, what comes out of that. But they're 8-0 still. Indiana 6-1, we just talked about that. Hoosiers outgaining uh, 342-217, to uh, defense forcing two takeaways. So they take care of Wisconsin. Uh, Georgia, number 9, 6-2. Uh, so the week 14 matchup against Vanderbilt was postponed. Due to COVID concerns, we were all anticipating uh, Sarah Fuller was still going to be on the, on the on the team. I think and we were anticipating whether uh, Vanderbilt would fare any better against Georgia, which I doubt that would have been the case. But here we are. We were wishing. So the Bulldogs are uh, slated to play at Missouri this uh, this coming Saturday. Miami eight and one. Uh, they defeated Duke, and then uh, Iowa's trying to sneak into number eleven. You got uh, Oklahoma also at twelve. So, there's a couple teams that are going to come into play in that, in that sense right now. So, we're going to be uh, diving into uh, our guests, and that's, uh, we're going to be calling in and talking to Michelle Angel of the Austin Sound, uh, X-League 2021. So, let me dial her up here, and we'll get her on the phone and start the no-joke football huddle here, and she's coming up in a second here. We're just going to dial her up, and here we go. It should be all going. Hopefully she's on. There we go and I'm trying to have a little difficulty here. Probably not gonna work out. It's gonna work out here for a second, so let's get her on here. And the dial is up here. There we go. Nine, four, uh,
1: I'm
0: trying to get the number in there. So I guess I'm having a difficulty with this link here. Let's try it again here. There we go. All right. Let me get a hold of her right now, and then we'll get started on here with the interview. Um, sorry about the delay here at this point. Get you going here. All right. There we go. Perfect. All right. All right. So we should get Michelle on the line here in a little bit. I'm trying to dial the number and it's not working for me for some reason, but uh, double check her number right now. Let's see if she'll come in. We'll take care of that right now. Um, but we're going to look forward to talking to her about her career and what she's done in um, at this point with ECLEAG League in terms of the excitement that's going to come up, uh, coming up here in uh, 2021 and see how that's going to uh, change the whole league mindset and the fan base as well. So we'll see, see if it goes on there as well. All right. So let me, let me uh, just message her up and see if she can get on here because I think our dollar is not working at this point. So see if we can get her on. All right. Let's see. Here. Get her on the line. All right. So while we wait for Michelle to come on here, um, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, the change in uniform for the X league is going to come out in terms of this next year. And then the changes in terms of the, uh, the teams and how that's going to work out. And so um, let's bring in Michelle inside uh, the huddle right now. All right. Let's do it. All right. Michelle, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah, Sorry about that. Uh, I think we're having some difficulty with our uh, outside line. Um, Michelle, how's it going today?
1: Good. Good. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Nice to talk to you. I really appreciate you making the time for us.
1: Sure. I appreciate you guys uh, asking and having me on.
0: Yeah, uh, Michelle. Um, uh, you guys have been doing a lot of changes uh, with the transition, and you're being one of the faces of the league. Uh, we have a lot, a lot of fans requesting us to kind of interview and kind of get an idea of what 2021 is going to look like, especially right now with all this COVID craziness going on and stuff like that. Um, so, can you speak to us about, about the, you know, the changes from the LFL to now maybe as we approach what 180 days here to the X League? Sure.
1: Sure. so you know, we definitely um, went through and are going through a rebranding, kind of got put on hold, <laughs> obviously because last season was canceled. Um, but really just trying to, you know, change change a little bit of the image of the league um, and you know, kind of wanting to be known for just the football now and not everything else. And so I think it's a lot more, you know, athletically, and and football-based, and so that's what they're going for. Um, As far as the season, um, you know, hope very hopeful for this next coming season that they'll be able to work it out. I know that we have, um, you know, additional COVID protocols that are going to be in place and things like that. Um, So just just hoping that we can make it work.
0: Michelle, uh, you being one of the main faces uh, that have stayed in a little bit longer tenure than a lot of other faces, you know, we had uh, uh, Christina Moore, you had uh, Danica Brace uh, prior to that. So you being one of the focal faces of the actual league, a lot of fans have uh, kind of familiarized themselves with your uh, on-field play from Los Angeles to Dallas uh, to Seattle. And now, you know, the, the the big news in 2019 was, you know, where were you going to go? And uh, so I, I think some of us knew you were going to Texas. That was just like no doubt. You know what I mean? Because uh, yeah. if, if we do the research, we do our research. Uh, you you live in Texas, so uh, we're like, okay, you got to go to Texas, right? So um so Austin seems like a good fit for you, basically.
1: Yeah, and, you know, when I was making that decision, you know, shout out to Dane Robinson, I did talk with uh, the Atlanta coaching staff before that year had been figured out, and um, I just, you know, love what Coach O'Vera had to say um, about Austin and the type of offense that he runs. He does run a true RPO system, um, which mm-hmm. I think is – awesome for women you don't see a lot of female and and you know women teams that are actually allowing their quarterback to you know pull and make those read option or or uh pass option play so i i really loved that and i thought that it would be challenging um and so yeah it's been a it's been an amazing fit there and i i love it and i'm i'm never leaving i'm going to you know retire with the with the austin sound hopefully
0: um what can you tell us about the unis um it's more cover-up Everybody was used to, you know, the bikini, the bikini outfit, as I called it, you know, it's a bikini outfit. Everybody's like lingerie. It was never lingerie. It was just, you know, just a casual bikini, kind of like volleyball. Um, A lot more cover up, obviously, for turf burns and things like that. But what can you tell us about uh, the uniform and the excitement and maybe the feedback from other players besides yourself that uh, when we, you know, jump into 2021 here?
1: Sure. So, um, you know, I'm a fan of the new uniforms. I honestly will, I, I don't care what I'm playing in. If I'm being a hundred percent honest, I just want to play football. Um, but we definitely get more coverage and, and with that, um, we get a little bit more protection in, in pads. You know, we can get a little bit bigger pads cause we're wearing a bigger uniform. And so I think that's where that comes from. Um, as far as, you know, your, your legs are still being exposed and things like that. I mean, turf burns are going to happen. That's not really, you know the main concern of injury um but you know for the most part we're we're gonna have some more shoulder protection and, and um you know more of an ability to hit
0: now the helmets stay the same you have the the cover up on the uniform um are are there any restrictions at all at this point or is it more relaxed than it was when you know let's say the the legends football league kick you know uh, was in place?
1: So it's tough to answer because everything's kind of been on hold. Um, so I don't know that I can, I can speak to that. You know, we're definitely in the same helmets, um, which, you know, I know, I know people argue back and forth about that, but it it does teach you not to hit with your head. So <laughs> right. I'm, I'm on board for the helmets. Um, it's, definitely helps in that regard i think a lot of people you know learn how to tackle poorly with with the real uh football helmets and are leading with their head which you know every every level is getting away from um so that's that's, you know all i have to say on the helmet but you know everything else is as far as restrictions i haven't gotten any more information on that just because everything's kind of been on a hold with the league office
0: um michelle the league introduces a superstar series so you're one of them and there's a couple other players that are not you know well-known players in terms of seasons um is this something that is a a cooperation between you guys and the league in terms of just getting more sponsors or getting yourself you know to a to a point where you can get sponsored or get additional um funding for yourself in other words to just you know help you out with the season
1: so i definitely think it's to promote the league um you know we aren't personally looking for or i'm not i can only speak for myself i'm not personally looking for additional sponsors that's just not the reason that i play um i think the league is just trying to get introduced to you and and show you the players and you know who they are on and off the field um because a lot of us you know in all these leagues we have full-time jobs and and things like Mm -hmm. that um so i think it's more of you know to promote the league um to get these new girls faces out there to you know remind you that i'm still here no i'm just kidding but um i, I think it. it's kind of you know we more know, of we, more we of those you're here <laughs> you're
0: one of our <laughs> favorites old, by the way.
1: <laughs> thank you i'm getting old but yeah no I, I think it's uh it's definitely just to you know show the new faces of the league and let the girls coming up have a chance to um
0: michelle how excited about uh are you about like the international players that are coming uh, i know austin's kind of been a, a breeding ground for you know some of the top leagues in mexico uh, that play obviously the uh, the bikini style, and you have had a couple players in the past couple seasons um, in various teams, you know, in terms of the LFL. Um, so now that you know they, they come here uh, and they they're starting to shine. In other words, trying to make a name, they're making a name for themselves. Um, do you think that's going to be the case in 2021? We see the influx of a lot of international players from, let's like, say, Mexico, an example, and you're going to see some some players kind of uh, branch out in terms of the attention for the uh, for the fans.
1: Oh, I think so for sure. And, you know, obviously, Texas, we're, we're kind of closest to Mexico and, and we get a lot of uh, players, you know, kind of flooding in from those teams. And so I think it's, it's kind of more of a, of a known thing for our team. I know other teams have gotten, you know, some of the Australian girls that have come over and things like that. Um, but I definitely think there's some, you know, faces that that have put in work, especially with our team um, that, you know, you're you're going to see getting playing time. Uh, they They have a great league over there and they and they come over here and they have a lot to learn and they have a language barrier and so there 's some things that they need to work through um, but you know athletically they're they're there so I think you 'll definitely see some of them um, you know popping up on on the field this year
0: all right so how's your uh, your Spanish in terms of uh communication is it improved
1: oh i am I have a Hispanic nationality, and I am not good at speaking spanish but my <laughs> My center, my center has taught me a few things, so I will be I will be calling out some cadences in uh, in uh, Spanish. So look out for that.
0: You're gonna pull the Peyton Manning with some Spanish yeah, I'm, Spanish place
1: <laughs> Yeah, there's there's I can't say it on here because I'll probably butcher it, but there's basically something that means hey, don't don't screw up, and so that's that's one of our codes, and I have to say that in Spanish. So.
0: Oh, Michelle uh a lot of a lot of people uh you know uh, admire you for your your tenacity, your aggressiveness, your on-field play, your grittiness. Um I think you've played almost every position but center probably at one point or another on both sides of the ball. So um uh what do, what do you say to all those uh die-hard fans of yours?
1: Um, well, I I appreciate everyone that you know watches. I I play purely for the love and the passion that I have for the sport. I, my goal is not to get paid. My goal is not to compete with men. My goal is so that little girls out there have a league and have somewhere to go to, and they're not told no when they're af- asking to play football. So, you know, my goal is, is for the the woman's sport to grow um, so that it's available to people. I think that's, that's the first step. Um, but I, you know, I really appreciate anyone that supports me. Um, I know I've been to a lot of teams and you guys have been very loyal and uh, just I haven't played on the line, so I won't. I won't claim that. I might have, ac- you know, accidentally stumbled in there before, but haven't really haven't played on the line. But no, I just appreciate everyone, and you know, I I I played simply because I love it, and I I'm glad that that shows, and I hope it continues to show.
0: All right, uh, Michelle, I'm going to throw it out there. Uh, because of marriage, will this change in terms of you another season, two seasons, or is it going to limit your seasons because now you're like you know branching out and you know how things work out when you get married and you got career outside of sports and things happen so are we anticipating uh, a send-off at some point or is it just too early for me even to ask
1: I I think it's too early Um, I originally said that I wanted to play until my body told me that I could not anymore and I'm not at the point where my body is telling me that you know my body is reminding me to, to calm down sometimes but it's it's not mm-hmm. hit that level. Um, and so I, I don't, you know, foresee a retirement soon, as long as, you know, the, the league is available to me, I, I'm going to continue playing. I, I do play a lot of flag on the side too, and I'm mm-hmm. sure that will be easier as I get older, but no, I don't, I don't have a retirement in sight. I still have a lot of goals to achieve. Um, and so my eyes are, my eyes are set on that cup as a, as a quarterback.
0: Um, Michelle, what, what will you, what keeps you upright? Is it health? Do you nutrition? I mean, what's, what's the, the, the thing that, you know, that oh, keeps God. you the way you are right now? I mean, I mean, a lot of people, you know, workout, gym, proteins, you know, all that stuff. Is there a secret to your, uh, you know, staying healthy for the majority of your career think, now you've stayed pretty healthy.
1: I can't, I can't lie here. My teammates would call me out. I am not, I am not a gym person lifting weights every day. That is not me. Um, I have to be running towards a ball to a ball, something like that. So, you know, I do, I, I play in basketball leagues, take up basketball. Um, I play flag all the time. I play like co-ed rec woman. I'm always playing, you know, some sort of sport or multiple sports, you know, any time of the year, but I'm, you know, I gotta be honest. I'm not the, uh, the person that's in the gym hitting PRs and, and things like that. So, I think that my health has a lot to do with um, playing playing smarter. Um, you know, there's there's clips of me running to the wall and dumping the ball over the wall. I'm not always going to lower my shoulder. I'm going to protect myself, um, you know, when, when I'm able to. And I think I mean, that's, that's really key when you play that position. You have to know when you have to lower your shoulder for fourth down, and you have to know when it's not worth it.
0: Uh, Michelle, uh, you started in L.A., uh, a lot of historic – uh, players in LA Daniel Harvey, you know, Monique. Um, mm-hmm. You had, a, I mean, a bunch of players in, in LA. They were uh, icons basically for the league from the initiation to now. And then you moved and branched out yourself. And when you went to Dallas to revive the Dallas desire, um, I will tell you me and other folks were just giddy and excited for a year two of Dallas desire because really did a great job with everybody on the team. And it looked like you guys were on that uprise, like a Seattle or a Chicago. So, can you tell us about Dallas and why we didn't get year two, if, if, if at that? Because we were all excited for that.
1: Sure, um, I I loved my Dallas season. That's probably other than my championship season. That's probably tied up with the with the season that I won with with Seattle. Um as one of my favorite seasons. It was just a great coaching staff, um, a really close team, and a team that we thought that we could build on. and like like you said, you know have a great second year. Um, unfortunately, you know the the league did make some changes that year, and there just wasn't enough room to have two teams in Texas. And so, um, you know, based on the coaches that were coming back and the arenas that we had, um, they did proceed with the Austin franchise um, and, and just the expectations for the future and, and things like that. So I think that's what happened there. Um, you know, I, I didn't go to, to the Austin team that next year, but I, I loved my time playing for Dallas. And, uh, you know, it would, it would really shorten my draft if it came back. But I'm, I'm happy in Austin, so. Um, can you
0: tell us about Seattle? You go to Seattle, you get out of uh, Dallas, and we were expecting obviously year two of Dallas, and we thought for sure you're going to go to that next level. Um, You go to Seattle, uh, Chris Michelson, uh, some people Mm -hmm. call him crazy because, you know, he's got all this uh, offensive mindsets and things like that. But um, he's put together a lot of, um, I would say, historic players. You know, um, Mm -hmm. Snore, Matheny, uh, I mean, there's just, just a lot of players. Uh, Hopkins go to Seattle was just like because there was no Dallas at this point, or just how well, did that? How did you land in Seattle? In other words,
1: a lot of us were were kind of deciding, you know, where we were going and where we wanted to play together almost. So, you know, you had mm-hmm. Daniel Hawkins, Jade, uh, Nicole, uh, myself. I think that was the four of us that went over. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it should have been. Now it feels like forever ago. So. Um, we went over there together, uh, and, and we were actively looking for teams. I had reached out to Omaha. I mean, I reached out to Denver, and I was trying to figure out, you know, where where should we go play? Um, Coach Chris said that he had room for us. You know, I was coming off of a quarterback season, but I'm a role player, and I was willing to, to play safety or, you know, wherever I could be used. And so we kind of
0: just – a lot of us were bummed when we figured out you weren't going to quarterback the Seattle Miss. It was like, "What? What are you uh, talking that's... about? She just had a great season in Dallas." So we were like, "What? What are you doing?"
1: Yeah, no, I I I loved it, and I learned a lot. Um, I think I, that defense is my favorite defense that I've ever played on. Um, I love his mm-hmm. defense. Now his his I and Michaelson's a great coach. His offense, although it's extremely effective, um, it it's very vanilla. Um, so you'll see the same things over and over again. Um, and I think that in a, he's, he's like, he's like a Belichick, right? He's like a, he needs right. a system um, that right. he runs and he, he just does it perfectly. And so I think she was a better, KK was always a better fit for that. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm, I was just happy to, to be on a great team and, and get to contribute still and, and get to play safety. You know, I, I do miss playing safety. So it's nice. It was nice to get back there.
0: Now, I don't know if you like hitting a lot more than uh, playing the quarterback, because it really looked like you were having a great time that season, just like knocking people out, putting you know, the, was, the threat on a quarterback. It was a
1: lot of fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the biggest hitter. Cause you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of small. I like to play coverage more so. And I like to sit back and, and kind of, and read everything. And, you know, I, I love, I love to be a ball hawk. So um, but it was just fun getting back on that side of the defense because I think that my play at quarterback just helped me play, play defense so much better and understand, you know, what was coming at me from having finally been on the other side with an offensive system that, you know, taught me a lot about football.
0: Now, uh, Michelle, uh, in every highlight video, we as fans get frustrated because you call out all these knucklehead refs on their calls. So we are like sitting there going, she's got a point there. And these guys are idiots. And we're sitting there and watching this and we're like, what happened? These guys are just, they're not watching what you're watching. Cause a lot of times you're like, you're giving them a little verbal.
1: Yeah. I, I get a little heated. I'm a, I'm a different, I'm a Gemini. So I'm a different human when I'm on the field. Like my, my everyday life is not how I am when I'm playing. And I don't, you know, I have to go back and apologize to people five seconds later because I'm like, Hey, I'm sorry. And you know, you never see that part in the clip, but, I have to apologize to people because i you know and i come to my senses but you know they don't they're doing the best that they can they don't have instant replay um this is a new format for them you know this isn't the, the high school game that they're doing every weekend so it is challenging you know with with our different rules and, and being in an arena and obviously not having that replay or um you know as many refs are that are typically at professional or semi-pro or or whatever kind of game so I kind of just call them out, see what I can get away with. Uh, sometimes I yell at them. Sometimes I joke with them. And sometimes I apologize. So kind of just however however the game's going.
0: But we love those highlight reels. I'll just tell you right now, those are like actual cool clips that you're sitting there just, like, tearing them into them. It's really cool to see from a fan's perspective.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, sometimes you realize that you're – sometimes I have to remember that I'm mic'd up and that I'm, you know – advocating for myself or my team, or sometimes I'm tr- just trying to get a call. I mean, you know, that that's a part of the game too.
0: Uh, Michelle, you play with a lot of great players, Snore, Randall, Hawkins, uh, NLA, Gaxiola, Harvey. Uh, I mean, just a lot of great players. Um, is there one that stands out or that helped you out, or, or is there just a whole – like a, a squad that you – Would love to just kind of let let us know that this is probably one of the better stinks. I know everybody thinks Seattle's the Seattle, you know, squad with you on defense and and then Jade with their amazing hands and mobility. But is there a squad that stands out?
1: Um, like a like a full team with that was like the best team that I played on. Is that what you're? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. The most talent was that Seattle. Uh, championship year, I believe. Um, and, and I think we had so many people that could have played other positions, but they they just stuck to their role. And I think that was huge. I mean, you have, you know, Jade can play anywhere on the field um, and, and she specialized in her two positions. And then you have Danielle Hawkins who, you know, can also play anywhere. And she sat at middle linebacker and you just, it was just an extremely physically talented team. Um, I think that my Austin team is great, um, and we work really well together, and we had an amazing, you know, offense and a defense that that could get us the ball back. Um, but I think if you're just looking at pure athleticism, that Seattle championship team was was up there.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you right now, Um, I don't think I've seen anybody as talented in the, in the LFL as Jade Randall. You know what I mean? Jade Randall is just – yeah. just a beast. I mean, when you start yeah. on the field, you know, separation, uh, one-on-one, I mean, it's just, it's laughable. <laughs> That's the only word we she can
1: use. She does a lot of things really well. And, and honestly, one of the, the things that I think is the most underrated and that nobody talks about is she's actually her. And, um, I would say Stevie is number two, but Jade Randall is, is probably the purest tackler. She can play so many mm-hmm. other places and, and she's great. And, and she can get that jump ball and mock somebody, but her Form tackling is probably the best in the league, um, in my opinion. And second would be Stevie, who, who's a rugby player. So um, I think that's one of Jade's most underrated talents. Everyone sees her go, go up and, and snatch the ball or, or lay people out. Um, but her tackling was – and her just strength is, is what's the most impressive to me.
0: All right, so 2021 uh, is coming up here. Anticipation for the new season, the changeover for the branding, uh, the more focused, like you said, on the football side of things, uh, existing markets. Uh, that's a, b- a bonus. And we have ownership now, you know, there's, uh, the league has transitioned into an ownership mentality where you have a uh, Dane Robinson owning the uh, Atlanta empire. Um, if your playing days are over, will you maybe own Austin since you live in Austin?
1: Oof! I don't know. I don't know about own. I don't think that I'll ever be able to walk away. I think I'll still be involved in a, in a coaching aspect or whatever they're going to mm-hmm. let me do. I'll hold the water if, you know, if that's what I have to do. Right. right. Uh, I think I'll always be involved in some way. I don't know about ownership. I have a pretty life, busy life outside of, of football, so I don't really want to speak to that part. Um, but I know that I'll be, you know, involved in some way, shape or form for for a long time to come.
0: All right. Um, the fanfare around your image now—you know, a lot of superstars uh, sometimes they get to the, st- the the stage where they get, you know, weird direct messages and all this stuff. Have you gotten anything weird <laughs> direct messages, or is it more more of a positive state for you in in terms of an athlete right I, now? The social media is crazy.
1: I, I, it is, and I I don't get them as often anymore. I will say that they have. Toned down, and that's probably because my social media is a little bit more family uh, about my family. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I think that's why I get less messages. But I, in my early years, I mean, my when I first got in the LFL and was playing for LA and and Dallas, I mean, I think that's when the the weird uh, stalker messages would come in, people thinking that you're in relationships with them and crazy crazy things like that. That was probably the craziest. I had somebody who saw that I was in a relationship with them. That was that was great i won't get more into detail but yeah
0: <laughs> no the only reason i bring it up is because we got a lot of uh, you know you you already know you know social media is kind of like just a wave right and then all of a sudden you do something and something reaction comes and if they don't do it on comments they start to do direct messaging you know in a harsh mode or
1: right, kind of yeah. a dumb
0: mode in a way and you start getting all this yeah. you know garbage
1: oh yeah you just can't respond you have
0: to be tough about it i guess
1: yeah, you just you just can't respond. You just can't really. You, you yeah. just got to move on and ignore it, whether it's positive, negative, creepy. I mean, you just got to move on. Yeah, um, Michelle. Now you're in
0: Austin. The the team is kind of a changeover in a way. You're going to get uh, some you know some of your uh, co-teammates, in other words, from other from the other teams that are coming on board. You are also going to get a flux of international. So um, at this point, you're you're feeling comfortable with the fact that you know this team's going to be competitive enough. A challenge for uh, the yeah. X League Championship.
1: Oh yeah, I, I mean, I've always, I've always felt that, um, you know, no matter what team I've, I've been on, you know, I want that. That's the end goal. Um, winning an award or throwing a lot of touchdowns is great, but I want the championship, and and I want to get one as a quarterback. Um, and I think that the, I think that our team is, you know, all, although we've had a year off, I think it's shaping up really well. Um, we've already been in our off-season practices. Now they canceled them for December because of COVID. Um, but we've already, you know, been in, been in off-season practices for the last couple months. Um, now it's not as often, um, you know, because we're only doing what we're allowed and what everyone can, can you know, show up to. But we're, we're getting ready and, and we're going to have a, a competitive team for sure.
0: All right. So um, got a couple questions for you. So some of the fan questions that we got in um so okay. what is what is your favorite ice cream you have a favorite ice my. cream like you go to the...
1: what is Ooh, it okay so if i'm really if if i'm really just getting my favorite ice cream it's the cold Stone the the coffee ice cream from cold stone and you have to mix they mix the brownies in it that's my favorite ice cream
0: All Right, that's the bomb i that's was the just bomb. talking
1: about it the other day i was like i need wow. a cold stone i haven't been there in like years
0: yeah, I hope they didn't shut it down because of COVID. That would make me very angry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, we get yeah, football.
0: that's it. Wow. Okay. Um, do you have a favorite NFL team?
1: I do. The Los Angeles Chargers, and it is a hard life to live, but I live it.
0: I saw your comments, uh, I think,
1: uh, this week. I think it was this
0: week where you were having comments on there. Uh, oh,
1: I mean, I could not yeah.
0: believe it. I could not believe what happened there? I'm like, I'm into, I was anticipating uh, the Chargers really playing well. Cause they had, they had been playing well so far. And then I'm thinking, okay, New England comes right. in. They've been struggling for a while. And you would think, okay, this is opportunity for Herbert to get his first win. And that, what do you think of Herbert? I mean, Herbert's like been oh, I think so he's good. Great. Unfortunately, unfortunately he has no wins. It's like just, it's been unfortunate. Right.
1: No, I, I think he's doing a great job. I don't, I don't think that what is happening is in relation to his quarterback play. I mean, he's, he's a rookie of the year candidate minus this, you know, Patriots game. Um, so I think he's doing a great job. I think he is perfect for them to build around. He gives them the mobility, but still as a pocket, you know, has a presence as a pocket passer with his size and everything. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the future. Derwin James comes back next year for, for the defense. Um, there'll be a high draft pick, hopefully for a corner or something. So, you know, it's just a, you can't be a fair weather fan. You have to go through the, the, the slumps. I'm also a Laker fan, yeah. so finally got out of that slump this year. That was nice.
0: I, I'm with you with the Lakers. I mean, just the acquisitions in the last what month? I'm thinking, where where did the oh, payroll come from? <laughs> I'm like, what happened? Yeah, man, we're putting all these guys. But it, I mean, I don't care. I mean, just uh, just hoist another one. That's my attitude. Right. It's fine. I'm with it. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, so um, Michelle, uh, the if you stepped away today. How would you like to be remembered by your fans, by us, by everybody that has watched you play LFL football? I always ask that of every every athlete because it's very hard, but what how would you like the fans to remember you?
1: Um, I can I curse on here? No.
0: Of course you can curse on here.
1: <laughs> I I would like to be remembered as somebody that played and gave everything that they had. And regardless of the score, the 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 you know my size that I took no shit. That's how I'd like to be remembered. Somebody that just put everything out there, and you know it didn't matter who I was up against or what the score was or my size or if it was my first so quarterback game badass. or my first one, huh?
0: Hashtag badass. I guess. I think that fits it, right, if you're going to go that route with that attitude. I think it's badass. Play really good. You play really good, Michelle. You have, like, uh, all of us are when, – when they say uh, it's going to be Michelle Angel versus whoever, right, even when we had the game against your other teams and stuff, but I, I think all of us that remember you from the beginning, from L.A. to Dallas to Seattle, now to Austin, uh, as fans, in other words, for, you know, that followed the sport and the league and your career – Um, yeah, I would, I would say that would be the word
1: badass. (laughs) Well, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, stats and, and that kind of stuff will go away, but I hope people remember how I played and the aggression and the tenacity in which I played with. I think, you know, that's important to me, especially in a sport that is women.
0: All right. uh, So before I let you go now, uh, your parents reactions when they see all these games, is it is it is it like wow? We didn't know you had that in you, or is it just natural for them to expect that, like the well, you know, the walk the or the spiciness?
1: <laughs> my mom <laughs> would tell you story. So I was kicked out of I was a basketball player, and I was kicked out of many of my basketball games constantly for just being overly no aggressive. No way, Michelle, really. Oh uh, yeah. So she she has those kind of stories and stories about, you know, when I was seven years old and the refs would come up to her and say like, how long has she been playing? What, who taught her how to play? Why does she have this attitude? And my mom's just like, I don't know. So (laughs) I think, uh, I don't think she was shocked um, or, you know, my parents were shocked or anything like that. Uh, I think they've kind of seen it all along. And for me, it was like finally something that I can, you know, play and and do full out and, and be my true authentic self in.
0: Yeah, and we love you uh, for what, how you play and how you, you just motivate everybody around you and excite everybody. And I think uh, we, when you watch, when we watch you play, it's really just an enjoyable time for all of us because it's like, okay, we know you're gonna make something happen, you know, because it's like to the last whistle. You always play to the last whistle, and that's why we're always anticipating uh, something's gonna happen here. Right? She's gonna make a play. She's gonna make a throw. Something's gonna happen. So we always anticipate. That from Michelle Angel.
1: Well, I I love that. I hope everyone thinks that.
0: <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> I hope the other teams, I, I,
1: I hope the other teams think that.
0: Well, I I'm I'm pretty sure they're scared. <laughs> it's almost like uh the Russell Wilson moment, right? <laughs> At the end, you're like, we're going to give the ball back to Michelle Angel under a, under a minute or two. <laughs> Probably not a good idea, but anyways, <laughs> it's it works out. Um, all right. It's been really good, a really good time, and I really appreciate you making the time. And I'm, everybody's anticipating uh, this X-League 2021 um, because I think it's a brand new format. Um, the change in uniform, the, the, the fact that we have existing franchises already, you know, in fan bases already established and in place. And, then the, and for us fans that dive into the league, we're anticipating the roster reveals. I mean, we're just like itching for the roster reveals. So, I mean, like maybe January, middle, January, February, you know, once everything's toned down, uh, we, we're going to just like be, okay, roster. Austin, what? who's on the roster? We're already – I already wrote down notes. I'm cheating already, like just writing uh, down notes. I love, I'm, like,
1: I'm, I feel I'm messaging, like you
0: messaging players I'm and going, old. who's on the team? <laughs> just cheating. Who's I, on the team? I feel
1: just like you. I've seen my team, but I'm sitting here twiddling my thumbs. Wondering when we're going to get back. When am I going to get the, up, you know, when am I going to get the updates and communication and, and all that kind of stuff um, from the league? So I'm, I'm right here with you, just as you know, excited.
0: All right, Michelle, I really appreciate it make, uh, making the time today on short notice as well, and and uh, coming in and talking uh, X League football and your career and everything else. So we wish you the best. We are anticipating a great uh, 2021 season for the Austin Sound and then uh, the X league in general as a whole. Um, so it's just a, a changeover and hopefully, you know, uh, this COVID thing is over and done with by, you know, February, God, you know, God willing at this point and get back to normality.
1: Yeah, I hear you. And uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. I I think you guys do. Um, you know, great things for, for women and for women's sports, you know, obviously football. And uh, I I really just appreciate you guys giving, you know, regardless of what league you play for, um, you know, us a, a platform to, to kind of speak. And so thank you for that. Thank you for having me.
0: You're very welcome. Thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. And stay safe, healthy, and looking forward to your 2021 season.
1: You too. Have a good one. All right, bye.
0: All right, guys, Uh, Michelle Angel, uh, legendary QB, X-League 2021, Austin Sound. Um, She's going to be very impactful, and uh, there's a lot of things, a lot of changes in the X-League for 2021, uniform changes uh, for one, obviously sponsorships, uh, superstars, brand-new players coming into different markets, Kansas City as an example. Um, So it's going to be really, really exciting to see how this – uh, league actually uh, gets presented in 2021, and then, like I mentioned before, I mean we got WFLA, got WFA, WNFC, IWFA in intense eight. I mean it's just going to be a great uh, uh, women's sports in terms of the North America swing for women 's tackle football in general on eight on eight and 11s as well. So thanks to Michelle Angel for making the time today. I really appreciate it, especially for our big episode 350 today. Um, so we try to get re- reach her on the phone, but unfortunately things don't work out sometimes as it is. But finally got her on on to talk about it. And um, if you don't follow her, you can follow her at Mini Angel uh, on Instagram, and you go um, Mini Angel underscore uh, Mini Angel, Mini underscore Angel underscore X X uh, TFL, uh, so you can get the link there as well. And Mini um, Michelle Angel LFL on Facebook. So we're looking forward to her, her season in twenty twenty one. All right, guys, if you guys haven't gone to monkeynight 5com you guys can sign up. You get bonuses and, uh, and promos, as well as you get a 100% match up to $50. Plus, you also get uh, up to $10 match as well if you want to do that. Uh, so place your bets and win a few extra dollars watching your favorite um, teams. And The NFL season is still ongoing. Easy picks, so more or less. It's pretty easy format. So we strongly recommend checking out monkeynight 5com Get away from the usual Lineup building on DSF platforms like DraftKings and FanDuel. So get started today. Use the code NJF and get started at monkeyknife5.com. All right. If you guys have, haven't taken advantage of our uh, uh, specials on No Joke Football Shop, go to the No, no Joke Football Shop as well as zazzle.com, for size great an our beauties uh, Take advantage, up to 25% off on everything we have there, tanks, tees, leggings, capris, and much more. So check it out. Uh, supports our podcast as well. Also supports all the amazing athletes that we're sponsoring and supporting on uh, the No Joke Football page on Instagram and on Facebook and on Twitter. Head on over there as well. All right, let's go into the women's game before we go into the NFL uh, recaps here. So Great Iron New South Wales, week nine, Sydney Uni. Uh, they get uh, shut out 28-0 to uh, versus the Central Coast Sharks. Central Coast Sharks have been very impressive this season. You get the article right there at the Hub. If you don't know about them, right there at the hub. Uh, shout out to or Carmali, uh, one of our Nojo football athletes out there. She's a QB. She's doing a great job. So 28-0, uh, they get the win in Week 9. And then uh, North Sydney Rebels, the champs, uh, also shout out UTS Giants, 56-0 to 0 in Week 9. And then this coming weekend in Gridiron, New South Wales, right before the Christmas break, uh, we're going to get December 12th here, new, uh, new, new, uh, North Sydney Rebels, We'll be taking on those Central Coast Sharks. So looking forward to that matchup. Really good clash there, We're anticipating a great uh, great game. And hopefully we'll get some still photos from New South Wales so we can sh- uh, showcase those at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Beauties. And then we also have uh, Sydney Lions hoping to rebound from that 28-0 loss in Week 9. They will take on the very tough UNSW Raiders um, um, with our Nojo Football athletes, um, Uh, Rene Hahn and uh, Shiloh Phillips. I can't even speak right now because my throat, right. Uh, So we're looking forward to the UNSW Raiders against Sydney Lions, uh, as well as the North Sydney Rebels against the CC Sharks in uh, New South Wales. And then they'll get a bye week for the Christmas break. And then uh, New South Wales action back on January 16th and January 23rd to finish the season. And then we're going to get ready for the Opal Bowl. So hopefully that, uh, who's going to be in the top four at this point. It looks like UNSW Raiders and North Sydney Rebels, and you got the Sharks uh, edging up that uh, for the playoffs positioning as well. All right, uh, 2020 is here, and the 11th championship format in Grand Island, Queensland, is here. Sun Bowl, December 12th, this weekend, live stream, and you can get it right there at the Hub, and we'll link it up and everything else. It'll be uh, Hendeka taking on Aces 2, and that's going to be uh, December 12th, 3 p.m. Aussie time. And I think it's a little bit late in America, but we'll post up the times as well. So, live stream Sun Bowl, first 11s championship in Greater and Queensland on the women's side, December 12th. And it's Hendeka taking on aces. And we got our two girls out there, Amanda, yours, and uh, Christy Moran of the Nojo football brand. And they're going to be clashing together at the 11s championship at Sun Bowl. December 12th so don't miss it it'll be live Stream and we'll get the links up for you guys And have that all taken care of for you guys uh, Gridiron West uh, WA week 6 December 4th Curt- uh, Curtain Saints 44-16 to, z- uh, 44 to 16 Win over sw- uh, Swan City Get the, uh, the highlights there at the Hub as well December 5th West Coast uh, Wolverines They lose to the Perth Blitz 26-6 to 6. and uh, we'll, we're Going to get some of the capture photos there as well We're working on those right now and then uh, Perth Broncos get uh, edged 6-0 to zero as Rottenham gets their first competitive matchup of the year. They had been on a roll since the beginning of the season. Uh, through five weeks, the Vipers had just been tearing everybody up, and now they get a reality check here, and they still uh, were able to pull it away 6-0. to zero, The Rottenham Vipers taking on the Perth Broncos, uh, number one. Number two, uh, that was the battle. Of that that weekend and it uh, looks like the number one team in WA comes through and edges the Perth Broncos six to zero so really impressive victory by uh, the Vipers also impressive performance by the Perth Broncos uh, week seven coming up here December 12th Rockingham Vipers taking on Perth Blitz uh, the former champs here taking on the uh, Vipers we'll see two weeks in a row this uh, Vipers team now faces a really competitive back to back teams in the capital And so Perth Blitz looking for a kind of an upset win here. Uh, they should be able to kind of stay toe to toe with the Vipers. Vipers looking to see how well their season's going to go. If they if they can take care of the Blitz, it's going to be a very impressive uh, season for the Vipers so far in 2020. Um, they just barely get by the Broncos and now they're going to face the Perth Blitz as well. Broncos will take on Curtin Saints. Curtin Saints have been uh, up and down, but for the most part, they've played good football. And so that's another matchup that we're going to keep our eyes on on December 19th, which is two weeks from today. Uh, and that's going to be Perth Broncos taking on Curtin Saints. You're going to have the Rottenham, uh, Rottenham Vipers taking on the West Coast Wolverines. Then they get the Christmas bye after week eight, and they'll re, uh, return to WA Action on January 9th. So you get the lowdown, everything that's happening in the sport, in women's tackle football, from the best network on the planet, and that is at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Great Beauty. So don't miss out on that. We've got the best people, best networking people. We've done this over 10 years. They're devoted to covering the sport globally, and this is it. Uh, great, great Iron uh, West in Western Australia, Great Iron Queensland, Great Iron New South Wales. So all the action is happening in Australia as we have the NFL season in our realm of the world. And then, like I said, looking forward to Gridiron um, Victoria coming up here in the next uh, what, month or two. And then we're going to be pretty much in North America, which is Mexico, Canada and the U.S. So year round action. You get it right there at the hub at Facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. All right, guys. So we'll run into the NFL season here. Let's go into it right now talk about it because it was a great, great week uh, in terms of the NFL. And we had some close games. And if you didn't if you didn't think that the Broncos were going to be competitive with the Chiefs, I guess uh, I don't know what happened. But Locke and company really t- uh, stayed toe-to-toe with Kansas City. We all anticipated maybe Kansas City was going to go ahead and get blown out. I mean, Kansas City blow out Denver, but it did not happen that way. So it was basically – a situation where they stayed toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. And guess what? They almost pulled the a victory out and an upset, but that didn't happen. So uh, hats off to the Denver Broncos. And that was the Sunday, um, Sunday night game. And then Monday night, we had the doubleheaders uh, double on Monday night. Uh, shout out to Jennifer King and the Washington football team. They defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers, the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers no more, uh, 23-17. to It was an impressive matchup game. Uh, back and forth Uh, and so they finally pulled away and they get the win this puts them in a great position on the in the NFC East considering the Giants have been on a four week uh, four game winning streak and it looks to me like uh, Washington really wants to stay in that level too as well and then um, you had San Francisco get beat by Buffalo uh, 34 to 24 very interesting game back and forth very uh, uh, you know high scoring in that sense Um, you had Mullins and company against josh allen and it was a really good game so 34 uh, 24 if you missed it if you weren't on twitter we were right there on twitter uh so you guys can go monday night uh thursday night on twitter at gridiron beauty and you guys can get the low down there we're talking all that and you guys can uh, check it out right now at gridiron beauty and get the recap there of the game uh buffalo 34 24 over the san francisco 49ers um so really really a good weekend of football there the other uh, shout out is going to be to Callie Branson and the Cleveland Browns. They take care of business, 41-35 against Tennessee. It really, it's impressive uh, for the Browns at this point. Um, they have done a really good job. The Browns have clinched a winning, uh, have clinched a winning record for the first time since 2007, and they're on, uh, they're on the cusp of their first playoff berth since 2002. So shout out to Callie Branson for an amazing job there. It was uh, Kevin Stefanski, uh, they've done a great job. So any coach you can pull off, two things. This is not only a winner, but probably also qualifies as a miracle worker. So uh, if the Browns, if the Browns, let's cross our fingers here, if the Browns get to the playoffs, uh, you know, great job, uh, Kevin Stefanski and Callie Branson for getting the Browns to the playoffs. I mean, that's it's been a long time since we've even said Browns and playoffs in the same conversation. So it's uh, interesting to see how that turns out. All right. So let's go through some winners and losers since we're, we're here already. So I would say um, the Raiders didn't, didn't, I don't think the Raiders anticipated that the jets were going to be this tough. So only the jets could be considered a winner after losing uh, on a Hail Mary, uh, especially to the Raiders. So at this point, the jets are on track to get the number one overall pick in the 2021 draft, which is kind of important because uh, it, it means they'll be able to draft Trevor, um, Trevor Lawrence. So, are they losing on? A, you know, just deliberately losing? I doubt that's happening. But unfortunately, it's just bad luck for them. This whole season has been bad, and so they're on track, I guess, for a positive, which is <laughs> uh, on track for the number one overall pick in the 2021 season. So let's let's just go with that. Uh, losers, Seattle. About it, yes, uh, last week, and we for sure we thought, okay, no problem you know, Russell Wilson, and they're going to go in there and take care of the Giants. But to Nate's point, somehow they play down. And, and there it was one thing that we didn't think we'd see on Sunday, and that was an an NFC East team with a backup quarterback going to Seattle and upsetting the Seattle Seahawks at home. We didn't anticipate that. And I'm pretty sure Nate didn't even anticipate that either. So not only did that happen, but the Seahawks have now lost control of the NFC West, which is why they're, um, you know, They're basically a a big loser this week. So um, they slide out. So the Rams get in first place. I'm a happy camper. I think we did a fantastic job. Go 99. I'm wearing my 99 right now. Um, So uh, it it was great. It was really good. Um, The other losers was the Bears. For the second straight week, um, the Bears are are just, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, The Bears became like the first home team over the past two seasons to blow a Double-digit lead within the three minutes left. So they all they do is they try to play competitive, and somehow they just they can't muster it up anymore. I mean, they played so well, and we thought for sure it was going to be okay. Trubisky is not the answer, and we get Nick Foles, and it that's not happening either. So um, I don't know, it's it's weird, but uh, the Bears are not in a better position at this point. All right, um, the winner Taysom Hill. We have no Drew Brees and the Saints. For the past three years, Sean has insisted that Taysom Hill could be the next Steve Young. And although I, we still think that sounds preposterous, uh, now we understand what Peyton sees in the quarterback. Not only did Hill have the best game of his career against the Falcons, but it's starting to feel like he's going to be able to create matchup problems for up, uh, opposing defenses. Once a, if you're a Saints fan right now, you cannot be more happy with Taysom Hill's um, performances. And given the fact that you got Breeze on the shelf right now, and maybe coming back from to the with the playoff situation, uh, maybe you won't even need Breeze at this point. Hopefully, you know that might be the case at this point if Hill's playing so well. But if you did need if you do need Brace, he's already there. So as a Saints fan, I mean, you're looking at that AFC uh, NFC South as a really winnable division for them and putting themselves uh, into the playoffs. So uh, really good job there in terms of the coaching staff to, to put you know, who's normally a tight end and, um, you know, convert him to a quarterback. It's, it's been pretty impressive to see. All right. So a loser of the week would be the Cardinals. So I'm starting to think that the hell Mary win over the bills actually cursed the Cardinals. That's what it basically feels like. Now since that victory in week 10, Arizona has gone. Oh, and three, I guess we're technically, uh, I guess they're technically still in the race, but they they're tripping over their own feet. And, uh, I mean, they're just not able to finish as strongly as they did. So, against my Rams, uh, it was a really high scoring type of game, but they get beat by 10. And uh, the Rams really needed this guy, uh, this win, considering the horrible performance of San Francisco. But Arizona really needed this uh, more than the Rams. And it looks like they just missed out on that. So, uh, the Cardinals having some problems there. All right. So, we had um, some firings. Patricia last week for Detroit, and guess what? The Detroit Lions, after the firing, Detroit Lions come back and they win. They get a 34-30 victory over Chicago. And then you also have the Jets uh, defensive coordinator Greg Williams fired for an atrocious call on the Raiders' Hail Mary call. So the Jets can't get any lower than that. I don't know what's happening there. But, you know, New York has always been a mess. I don't know what's going on with New York, but... It's always been a mess, and they continue to be a mess at this point and can't explain it. I guess as an organization, you would think they would have done something different by now, but they have not done anything at all. Um, So Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers connects on number 400. So he's already a Hall of Famer. So I mean, there's no need for that. And I know Mackenzie's not going to be happy because she's a cheese hater, but I'm pretty sure she respects Aaron Rodgers a lot more. So Aaron Rodgers made history with his 400th career touchdown pass in week 13. And he, of course, he found number 17 for the score as usual. So uh, that worked out really well. So um, the, uh, the other, uh, the other uh, games that we had on, on, on the docket Miami as impressive, like I said, my sleeper for the year and they continue to surprise uh, new England really needed that win against the chargers. And they do get that win against the chargers. As we just talked to Michelle angel kind of charger fan, there, not feeling it. Um no, so uh, you're looking at Miami, 19-7 to against Cincinnati. With Burrow out, I don't think the Bengals have much, anything to kind of to rely on, It maybe Boyd or something like that. But other than that, Miami has really proven themselves at this point. So they are probably number two dog right here in the, uh, in the AFC East, right behind Buffalo and New England. So there's a three-way tie, you would say, in the AFC East, which you can't say in the NFC East. Um, you know, between the Giants and the Washington football team and Dallas, but uh, interesting as it, as it may be right now. So it works out that way for sure. Um, so New England, I think nobody, nobody thought New England was going to go into um, SoFi Stadium and really put on 45, 45 points after struggling the last couple of weeks to even muster up maybe 25 points, but uh, it did happen. Um, so the surprising team of the week for me would be the Giants. The Giants really on track. They've improved overall, and beating the Seahawks, I think, for me is a big deal because that puts them in the NFC uh, NFC uh, East and really in competition for the. They want to get serious. If they win the division, they get into the playoffs, and they might they might win the division at six and seven, or even seven and seven and seven, or they might even win at eight and eight. So the, uh, they're on track to basically probably win uh, a crappy win win loss total, and they will still make the make the playoffs. So kind of interesting season, as as it is right now. So that that works out good for for Giants fans. If you're a Giants fan, you're looking you're looking up and up, and and going there. Um, talked about Detroit. The Lions scored 10 points in 42 seconds to win a, a football game, and it wasn't against the Atlanta Falcons. The Bears did their best impression of the Falcons this week to blow a game they should have never lost. And like I said before, uh, it could be the coach in Chicago, just like it was the coach in Detroit. So we're talking about Nagy, Matt Nagy. Uh, so at this point, I don't know. Uh, it, I mean, it was a winnable game by them, and they just can't get, they can't, they couldn't get the win. So it's pretty sad at this point. So, all right. If we haven't seen uh, the other, uh, the other news, Minnesota and Jacksonville. We got to give Jacksonville credit. Two weeks in a row, this team has really gone neck and neck with uh, every, two weeks back to back, and this week no different. Minnesota 27-24 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, so hats off to, you know, Jacksonville for playing really tough and good ball the last two weeks. Unfortunately, they're not able to win the games in the last two weeks as, as well. So, But they did play really good ball. And then the other game was Indianapolis against Houston. The anticipation there, we thought for sure the Texans were going to come in and, and take care of business. But that Indianapolis defense has really done a good job so far. And so they get they win 26-20. to 20. So it can be interesting to see, you know, who's – Who's going to be uh, breaking out of the um, AFC South in that division? Because it's going to be between them two going forward. I think all, as well as, as we step into um, as we t- step into um, December for the playoffs. So it's interesting to see, you know, how that how that's going to pan out. Um, unfortunately, um, all we can say is it's going to be interesting to see how these two teams match up. Uh, defensively, offensively, they're starting to pick up, the, uh, the you know, their their game. Um, kind of shocked, like I said, with the Giants this week. Really gave me kind of like, oh, okay, they're on a four, I think four-game winning streak. So that makes it interesting for sure. Uh, coming up Sunday night, it's going to be Buffalo against the Steelers. Steelers coming off the uh, the loss against the Washington football team. Uh, you know, you got some Steelers fans saying, okay, well, you know, this back-to-back week plus the COVID and everything else could have caused them to lose well i don't think that was the case because they were in the game the whole time and they just get edged 23 to 17 so i don't really think that's much of a you know debate you don't have a debate there at at all so um it looks to me like that's not not it's not a real good reason at all all right um so then we also have this weekend uh baltimore playing tonight against dallas so we'll keep tabs on that uh, tonight and we'll have the results uh, on twitter also and on on Facebook at the Hub. So Baltimore uh, against Cleveland, it's going to be the Monday night game. So depending on what happens tonight, uh, it's either be the the Ravens winning. If they win, that means they'll go for win number two. Cleveland coming off that nice, high-scoring game against Tennessee. Uh, It's going to be very important for Kelly Brunson and Kevin Stefanski to get that must win on Monday night if they can take care of uh, the Ravens because it is a division type of game. So it's going to be interesting to see how they – they evolve because if if the, the Browns do get that big win, this is the most wins they've had in a long time, in, in like since 2002. So shout out to them and and their turnover and their and this is uh, even without OBJ. This kind of crazy, but Landry's awesome. So Landry's awesome, um, you know. So got to give them credit, I guess. Uh, Mayfield and company, they're doing really good. So the, you got to give them credit. And then the, my game on, um, on Thursday night. It's going to be the Rams taking on New England, uh, the Patriots. Patriots coming off that, putting a whipping on the, on the Chargers. Uh, I hope my Rams do not play down. I will be very disappointed and pissed off. So they, they got to step it up. They got to keep the momentum going. And they got to take care of, uh, you know, Camp Newton and company. And they're at home, so they got to do, they got to do their part. So the Rams against uh, New England. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Rams will react after winning this weekend against Arizona in a high-scoring game and New England winning in a high-scoring game against the Chargers. So kind of looking forward to those three matchups as well. All right, so if you guys haven't gone over to monkeynightfight.com, check it out. If you don't know what monkeynightfight.com is, go check it out. It's a really nice platform, um, so you can get basically a 100% match, up to $50 on a deposit, uh, minimum $10. So the bonus is a form of a free bet. You can play over under rapid fire, and the minimum – and, and one month to play at that point. So you can place your bets and win a few extra dollars, and then you can get away from the building lineup, uh, like FanDuel or DraftKings. So check it out at Use our code NJF, no joke football, uh, NJF, and get started today at Monkey Knife. So I want to thank uh, Michelle Angel for coming in here, and uh, apologize for the little technical phone difficulties. Um, but what an amazing athlete, legendary quarterback, uh, journeywoman, and uh, looking forward to 2021 as she leads the Austin Sound for the X-League Championship in 2021. So it's going to be exciting to see her week to week. Um, Hopefully we got, you know, no COVID situation by the spring. But uh, what an amazing athlete, Uh, hashtag badass, uh, Michelle Angel. And she's a really great asset to the Austin Sound and to the uh, X-League in general as a uh, focal point and uh, person that everybody watches. So it's going to be really, really awesome. And I'm looking forward to next week as we go to 351 and looking towards uh, the excitement of week 15 in the college football, week 14 in the NFL. And uh, it's going to be really exciting. Hopefully we'll get the, uh, the staff back, uh, Mackenzie and uh, Nate, and as well as uh, Holly Custis back, so we can talk about college football and the NFL as we get deeper into the middle of December the NFL and college football season. So uh, before we go, thanks everybody for subscribing on your favorite uh, pot- platforms, but uh, primarily on Apple, Spotify, and on iHeart. So if you subscribe to us there, you can get all the episodes that we've done, over 300 episodes so far. So you can get like 342 with Steph Ponzer and Sammy Grasalfi, legendary quarterback Sammy Grisalfi. You can also go back as far as 325 with Adrian Smith, 324 with Sherry Awaga and Daniel, uh, Daniel Harvey. You can go back to 328 with the, um, the creator of Born to Play, Vary Lieberman,
1: and NIA
0: College uh, football uh, scoped down Angelica Grayson. Plus, if you want to get the lowdown of what's happening in the WFA in 2020, episode 330 with Wynn Dominey, 337 with the T'Shea Winfrey, of formerly the Austin uh, Acoustic. And now she's going to be for the San Diego Tritons at the WFLA. Uh, episode 336 with the coach, Devin Jones, of the Sin City Trojans. Episode 335, Coach Anthony Stone, get all his uh, books really, really resourceful. And episode 334 and 337 with Terrence Haywood. Episode 332, Chris Sackle talking everything Utah Girls Football League. And then we had episode 331 with the talented Michelle Marshall as well as episode 338 with the IWFA talking I-8 intense season coming up here with Rod Green. So if you missed any of our episodes, over 350 now, you can get them back on the Highlight Reel on Apple Podcasts, iHeart, or Spotify. So uh, thanks, everybody, tuning in at 350. Thanks again to Michelle Angel coming in here. And for the absent, Nate Ward, Mackenzie Brooks, Ali Custis, Oscar Lopez, we'll see you here for 351. Stay safe, everybody.